Hey folks, welcome to the Aspire Natural Health podcast. My name is Dr. Tim Gersmar. At Aspire Natural Health, we are experts at treating digestive issues, autoimmune disease, and other hard to treat cases. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you interesting and informative discussions and topics, whether that's with us or other experts and interesting people. Listen, we want to reach as many people as possible and help as many lives as we can. This podcast is and always will remain free of charge. So we'll bring you the expertise, but we do need your help. There are two simple things that you can do to help us in our efforts to reach as many people as possible. Whether this is your first podcast or one of many, if you found these podcasts helpful, please do two things. The first is share it with any friends or people you know who might find it valuable. Again, it's free. Please drop them a line and let them know about the podcast. The second thing, which is really important, is to please head on over to iTunes and give us preferably a five-star review. Whatever you think we're worth, we're striving here to produce a five-star podcast. And it would really help if you would take a minute to drop us a five-star review. That way, iTunes ranks us highly. Other people can see and hear about us, and we can succeed in spreading the message of how to be informed about your health and how to get some help. So please share this podcast with a friend, head on over to iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. All right? Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, folks. Dr. Gersmar, I'm at Paleo Effects. We're sitting out on a nice patio enjoying a nice, warm, sunny, and to me, incredibly muggy and oppressive day. Uh, but it's been fun at Paleo Effects, and one of the great things is who I've been able to run into. So... Uh, as many of you may know, Jess Gold uh, was a nutritionist who worked with me for a while and uh, moved on to some bigger and brighter adventures and happened to run into her here where she's speaking. So she graciously agreed to sit down with me for a few minutes. And Hello. Ch- so how you been, Jess? I've been awesome. Spectacular. So um, last anybody heard, uh, you moved down to Bend to be with your uh, soon husband-to-be. So um, uh, you want to fill some people in on the story? Yeah, well, uh, I met Zach back in July in the Redwood Forest doing a, doing an ayahuasca retreat of all things, and um, it was pretty pretty rapid fire love story, and ended up moving down to Bend to to practice and actually study and, and learn the medicine and um, do a lot of introspection and a lot of healing work on a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been really, really interesting. And then recently, as of like two weeks ago, uh, we are moved to Austin, Texas. Back to Austin, Texas, actually, because I lived here for a couple months before working with Keith Norris at Efficient Exercise. So, Absolutely. So yeah. uh, things have been interesting for you, eh? Uh, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've got a bunch of different things we could talk about a little bit. But obviously, sure. you know, at least in brief... Um, ayahuasca is something that is kind of catching on, if you will, kind of in the underground, like the internet is kind of popularizing it. And I think people, you know, many people have heard of it, but they may not really know what it is, or they may not really understand what it is. So can you give a brief, uh, like, what is this thing called ayahuasca? Okay. Well, it comes from a vine, um, Basteriopsis, right? It's, it's an Amazonian plant medicine that, that shamans have been using for thousands and thousands of years. So it, it could be considered a very traditional medicinal 
traditional modality. Uh huh. And um, it is a it is a psychedelic experience. Okay. For sure. Although not everybody has uh, visions. So, like what, so what is visions. what does psychedelic mean? I mean, you've heard I don't know, like Timothy Leary in the '70s and psychedelic, and but what what is psychedelic? Um, if I'm just coming from personal experience, I would say it's an opportunity to explore what's in your consciousness. It okay. opens up channels in your in your mind that mm-hmm. you might not otherwise have access to. It's not it's not really a day to day experience of consciousness, but a deeper exploration of those parts of your mind and and parts of your um, personality really that you may not otherwise explore. Okay, so um, <clears throat> just for anybody out there, not it's not recreational no. or uh, not not a party uh, no. party experience, right? No. So so what is kind of uh, like what is it? If someone were interested, what what are they going to be doing, or what like why would they do this? Right. Okay. So uh, what you're going to be doing? Um, basically, you were drinking this brew as as a tea, and mm-hmm. it's mixed with a with, mixed with a leaf called the jacuna. Okay. And uh, that's basically a monoamine oxidase inhibitor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it opens up the experience for you. So you don't have that enzyme that breaks it down. So you can actually ingest it um, through your GI. So it's basically, it's, it's a tea made of several different Amazonian plants, basically, right. that people are drinking, right? right? Okay. Yeah. And, and to touch on what you said about it not being a recreational experience, you know, everybody has a different experience of ayahuasca and every single time you drink it, it's mm-hmm. different. Okay. You, you don't really ever know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And it's not, um, it's not recreational in that this is, this is very deep uh, personal work that you're doing. It, okay. it kind of lifts you up into a perspective where you can see patterns in yourself, okay. um, see maybe what's blocking you in your everyday life Mm -hmm. uh, what's keeping you from achieving your dreams and and what it is that what it is your purpose Mm -hmm. in life actually is so um, it helps you clear those things out and overcome your personal obstacles okay so I mean I think where this is kind of in the mainstream people may or may not have heard about it but of course We've had these wars now. We're having a lot of people coming home with, you know, a lot of soldiers coming home with PTSD, which can be yeah. incredibly debilitating, yeah. essentially destroy their lives. And sure. and the only therapies that are really available to them right this very moment are antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications. And so you're seeing these vets, you know, on honestly like 10 different medications trying to control, right. uh, you know, these anxiety attacks and panic attacks, depression and fear and, and all this other stuff, right? So there are some, for anybody who doesn't know, there's some trials going on right now using MDMA, which is uh, called ecstasy, right? Mm-hmm. The, the common street name. So people think, oh, it's a party drug and a rave drug. And um, what they're finding is that psychotherapy or counseling alone for, for a lot of these kind of experiences is helpful, but seems to hit a wall and can't kind of penetrate deeper to get to the root cause of what's going on for, for right. these people, right? And that when they're combining it with, in, in this particular case, this MDMA, it's sort of a way to get like past these blockages and get into kind of some of the, the deep traumas and, and troubles. Um, and then the, the, the psychotherapy then turns around and can help people like move in incredibly quickly forward. Yes. I mean, they talk about, there, there's some case studies, uh, you know, a woman who was um, sexually and physically abused when she was a little girl and had been to therapy for literally like decades and it had helped, but of course still had a lot of problems. And she said one of those combined sessions of using MDMA and, and psychotherapy took away 80% 
of her problem that, you know, like 20 years of counseling had, hadn't been able to do for her. Right. So was ayahuasca something similar to that? Is that what you're talking about when yes. you're saying doing this kind of work of helping people, um, you know, providing, if you will, a bridge or kind of a portal that lets people get into some of that stuff that they can't otherwise access. Yes. Uh, so actually, this is interesting because I had a really cool experience today with uh, NuFit, which is um, it's, it's a workout modality that, that places electrodes on your muscles. Uh-huh. And it can stimulate muscles that you've actually shut down in mm. order to protect an injury. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I think that people do this psychologically a lot. Sure, sure. And I think that's what PTSD and depression are a lot about. They're, it's people sort of getting into this homeostatic mechanism where they're protecting themselves from feeling the pain or, mm-hmm. a- or aggravating an injury sure. um, by shutting things down. Sure. Well, what ayahuasca does actually is it stimulates those things that, that are, you know, those, those parts of you that have been shut down in a protective way, mm-hmm. but it's stimulating them and strengthening them. So you're actually having to go into your pain, go into your process, mm-hmm. and, and in that way, really processing it out right. and really working out those those things that you've been avoiding okay. you know, just as a protective mechanism. Sure. So that's why we, you know, why, why they say, why, why we're saying here that it, it's not a, uh, it's not a party drug, right? Yeah. Cause it's not just, you feel really good and have a blissful experience, but in, in, you're really having to go in and, and face your own personal demons, if you will, yes. your own personal problems and, and, um, you know, where people are, are reporting real breakthroughs in, in their health and their well being is, when they do tackle those issues exactly. and, and they see, like you said, where, um, you know, where they're shut down or where, um, yeah, I mean, where they've, they've to protect themselves, uh, that their, their mind, their psyche, whatever you want to call it has, has closed off parts of, of themselves. But exactly. of course then just like anything, if you don't use your arm, uh, I guess then it doesn't hurt or whatever, but then but you don't have, atrophy. well, yeah. And then you don't have an arm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's saying, Hey, um, you know, <clears throat> so much, uh, Jess and I were having lunch and we were talking about how, you know, medicine to truly heal people, so much of Western medicine is focused on the body and whether that's the biochemistry, the physiology, the path, all, all these ologies, right, or drugs or even supplements and diet changes are all kind of working on the level of the body and trying to restore function and get it working well. Um, and sometimes, sometimes that's all people need, but a lot of times with these chronic issues that, of course, there's mental emotional patterns that are deeply involved. So do you want to speak to that? I mean, people remember that your personal struggle has been with rheumatoid arthritis and through diet you and changing your lifestyle, you you affected tremendous healing for yourself. Right. But um, do you think your work here with ayahuasca has furthered that your own personal healing and growth? Absolutely. It's, it's gotten at things at a, in a deeper level. And I actually had a really interesting ceremony recently where... I I didn't realize I still had any of the victim mentality, any of that learned helplessness still left over, but I did. Mm-hmm. I processed it out and it was it was really really interesting because I felt it made a lot more um, mental space. Mm-hmm. I let go of a lot of that, you know, a lot of those patterns and I could see them yeah. and uh and released them and and it was it was amazing. And and once you release it, it really it doesn't really come back. It's it's Okay, I mean, so that's another question, right? So like an antidepressant, when you take the, assuming it's something that works for you, when you take the, the Prozac or the Paxil or whatever it is, 
you don't feel as bad, but if you stop taking it, then all the, all the, whatever it is comes back again. Right. So is, is ayahuasca like that? Do you have to keep doing it in order to, to get that benefit? I I don't think so. I don't think you do. I mean, it's, it's great to do a regular Mm check-in, but it's not something that you have to, you have to do even quarterly. It's maybe a once a year kind of thing once you've once you've gotten to a good place you know it's probably good just to check in for maintenance after that but um you know it's it's interesting in talking about you were mentioning that that people aren't really taking you know you do all this physical work and you don't really address the mental and emotional side well the mental and emotional side is it has physical components sure right and um Western medicine runs into that all the time where they're constantly trying to separate the mental and emotional from the actual physical. Well, I was actually just talking to the low histamine chef, mm. uh, mm-hmm. Yasmina, yeah. I think is her name, um, last night. And she mentioned something really, really cool mm. about the, the mast cell disorder that a lot of people have. Right. Um, and that is that it, it becomes at some point amygdalic. So you, you start to remember that you have reactions to these foods. Oh, okay. So it's almost a learned sort of... Yeah, it's conditioning. It's mm. Pavlovian. Mm. So it doesn't... It hardly makes any sense to just sort of go at at it from just an allopathic standpoint. You really have to get at the mental and emotional levels and root out the conditioning. And I think that's something that ayahuasca is really good at doing Hmm. or helping to do. It's a tool. It's not going to do it for you. It's not a magic bullet. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so important. It's part of meeting the medicine halfway. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll show you what you need to work on, but you have to also do the work. Sure, sure. Well, the the tenant of natural medicine, whatever you're doing, is that, un, you know, unfortunately, look, I, I, as much as anybody, wish that uh, that simply we could outsource it and let other people take care of our health and well-being How and nice that would, would be, be awesome <laughs> right uh, but no matter what it is you know uh, we have our now we have a responsibility to our health and so certainly we can have guides and coaches and mentors and people to assist us in that process but like we tell people look I, I can't go home and chew your food for you right. I can't go to the gym for you these are things you know that you ultimately have to do yourself right. and and I think it's important if someone's saying hey wait a minute this medicine might be something I'm interested in that uh, y- what you're saying is you don't just take it and and, uh, and then sit back and let the medicine do everything for you. Right. And right. I, I think that's another good point that you're making there. I think no matter how much you trust your practitioner mm-hmm. or whoever your healthcare provider is, uh, once you tap into your body and you get to know your body, no one can know it better than you do. Sure. So you can trust your coach to a certain extent, but you have to ultimately be reliant on yourself. Well, I think, you know, what we're saying is there, there has to be a it's a it's a mutual relationship, yes. right? In the beginning, if you're sick and you, you really just don't know what to do and you're just unsure, you know, you lean on whoever that coach is, whatever type of, you know, medical professional you've got there. But yes, as you become healthier and as you learn more about yourself, mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, look, we can give you input and guidance on, hey, what should you be eating? What should you be doing? But at the ultimately... 
you need to tap into your own experience and you may say, you know, listen, hey, this, this ultimately might be really good for me to do this, but hey, if you don't like it or it doesn't really resonate well with you or it's causing you pain or discomfort or something, then you have to listen to your own body. Yeah. Right? And I think that's yeah. the hallmark of a really good practitioner too. When your yeah. goal is to get the patient or the client to a place where they no longer need you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it's it's always the joke, right? We we'd honestly love to put ourselves out of business. Um, it's just <laughs> yeah. it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon, <laughs> you know. Um, but really, really, th- one of the answers to you know the healthcare crisis that we're having in this country has to be that that unfortunately. Uh, again, it has to fall back on, on people. And, and it's a bad system right now where people are forced to, you know, go to the Internet and do tons of research and try and figure things out, spend lots of money trying this, that and the other thing, trying to land on what's really going to help them. Um, so that's the dark side. And then a lot of people fumble around. They waste a lot of years and a lot of effort. You know, you were fortunate. Yeah. You kind of relatively quickly. And once you decided you were going to take your illness into your own hands with the rheumatoid arthritis, yeah. that you found something that worked for you. Yeah. Well, it was it was really funny because my story is different from most people's in that I... I really discovered that I had control over it completely mm-hmm. on accident. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was cool that that I didn't, you know, need someone to tell me that. And I just sort of discovered it. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my, I feel that's my job now is to help people discover their power um, and how much influence they actually do have over their own conditions. So we're, let's segue into your talk in just a minute, but just to close it, because we brought up this idea of ayahuasca. Yeah. So it, the two most important questions in my mind are, are, you know, who might it be a good medicine? Because as a medicine, medicines have their time and their place. They're good in some circumstances. Any medicine is good in some circumstances and inappropriate in other circumstances. So the two questions are who might it be appropriate for and who might it like who is it not a good idea to if someone's out on the Internet listening to this or they decide to take a look, who who is a good candidate and who's a bad candidate? Okay, Um, I'm going to start with the bad candidate. Sure. Um, Ayahuasca is definitely contraindicated for anyone who is on antidepressants um, and hasn't been able to get off of them for, you know, Hopefully a month, but at least two weeks. Okay. Um, you can, yeah, any kind of pharmaceutical therapies um, you need to be off of at least two weeks in advance. So, so you're saying like the antidepressants, the yes. anti-anxiety medicine? Sure, and any anything. 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 So I'm just going to play devil's advocate. If they're taking mm, thyroid medicine or blood pressure medicine, is, is that something they need to come off Especially of? Especially blood pressure medicine okay. because ayahuasca will elevate the blood pressure. So anybody oh. with high blood pressure needs okay. to have that under control without medication okay so certainly it sounds like then some some preparation kind of getting to a reasonably healthy place before undertaking this kind of work is just really smart or just or just releasing the reliance on on pharmaceutical medications yes if you can get to that place then then you're then you've become a better much better candidate for ayahuasca okay um and and then segueing into the people that should do it yeah yeah, if if you're in that place where you've been able to get off for at least two weeks Mm -hmm. um then you become a much better a much better candidate for the medicine okay um also people you know people who are just generally interested in exploring 
consciousness, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a good place to go as well. Um, people who are who are sick, uh, can't can't seem to can't seem to surmount like P- PTSD, depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, mm-hmm. Uh, those kinds of things. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy or pleasant experience. And if you have a lot of that going on, you're probably going to have a rough time. But it's it's a good thing to get out better out than in, right? right. And eventually, you do get to a point where where it is a blissful. Um, a really wonderful experience. So um, there's a great book out there for people um, that we recommend a lot, When the Body Says No by Gabor Mate. And, um, and and more than just PTSD, anxiety, depression, he's even going into, again, the split between the body and the mind is completely artificial. It doesn't really exist in, quote-unquote, the real world, right? And he uh, goes to lengths in that book to talk about how things like rheumatoid arthritis and multiple sclerosis, autoimmune disease, cancer, and some others, again, need to be clear here, are not necessarily caused by emotional states, but certainly the the mind and the body are connected. And so what's going on in the mind is also going on in the body. Mm-hmm. And so um, certainly if people feel drawn to this, um, we're always recommending uh, people address the mental and emotional stuff, even if they have you know, here I'm doing air quotes, no one can see, um, <laughs> you know, a purely physical condition like rheumatoid arthritis, where, you know, the conventional system says it's, it's all about the immune system and the joints, still the mind, right. the emotions, they, they play into that. Yeah. Um, An- another really good place for ayahuasca actually mm-hmm. is, is helping with interpersonal relationships mm. on that note, because okay. you, you can, you can see your emotional patterns mm. and, uh, you know, suppression of anger. If you feel unable to express yourself or speak up, um, it's also very helpful medicine for that. Okay. Um, I have seen um, another couple contraindications, which, uh, or rather contraindication just means a reason not to do it, right? Um, if someone is um, uh, bipolar or um, schizophrenic, yeah. it m- also may not be a good choice for yes, them. Yes, right? agreed. Um, because if you're, if you're kind of hold on reality is a little loose to start with, then anything that, that may play with that a little bit might, might not be the best option. Right. Um, so one other thing we do have to bring up, um, ayahuasca is currently illegal in the U S yes, yes. In most cases, in most cases. Okay. Yeah. I know there, um, uh, without going too deep into this, there are a couple of religious exemptions and everything, but, um, but for most people, the reality here, folks, is this is an illegal, currently an illegal medicine, um, I personally don't think there's any reason that it should be illegal, but uh, it is what it is for the moment. So the reality is you're not going to be able to find any mainstream, um, just completely out in the open place clinics and things that you can go and have this. Unl- this unless you want to go to the Amazon. Right. Unless you want to go to Purdue. Right. Or, yeah. So um, uh, briefly, do you have any, I know this could be a whole discussion by itself, but if someone is truly interested in this, is there a way... Um, they might. So the problem, of course, being it's illegal means that there are people out there doing it. There are incredibly skillful, uh, very like people with their heart in the right place, uh, really, truly helping people. And then like anything, just like in all the other spheres of alternative and conventional medicine, there are people out there to make a buck and yeah. uh, and uh, don't who don't care about people. They just want to sure. earn some money. So is there anywhere um, you can direct people or any anything they should be aware of if they're out there looking for this kind of medicine? Um, yes, uh, there, there are definitely some groups out there that are, that are doing, um, 
and I don't I don't want to say any names in particular, sure. but they are, they are very commercial and they they are sort of seeming to look for for the dollar without a whole lot of shamanic training or, or anything like that. So yeah. I what I would say is if people are seriously looking, um, I, I can certainly help advise anybody, okay. and they could email me. Okay. And uh, my email is Jess Gold in TP as a nutritional therapy practitioner at gmail.com. Okay. And we'll uh, we'll give that again at the end. So let's say we a little bit. I know you're giving a talk. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Thank Paleo you. Effects this year. So what are you talking about? Uh, well, the title of my talk is Meeting the Medicine Halfway, okay. Guiding Patients Through the Paradigm Shifts Necessary for Self-Healing. Okay. So what what... <laughs> what, what are you going to talk about? What's okay. the scoop? All right. So there, there's sort of a disconnect, right? Um, we've got Western allopathic medicine, which sort of engenders this this sense of learned helplessness, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you give all the power over to a doctor that you probably don't know at all. Mm-hmm. And and you trust in that, and, and you, you sort of trust in the magic bullet effect of the pharmaceutical therapy. And, and in that way, you relinquish a lot of your power to self-heal. You, you become helpless by by giving your power sure. over. Right. So there are a lot of psychological hurdles that actually occur between, between shifting from that to a place where you can heal yourself, mm-hmm. and a place where you can accept holistic medicine and really turn on, like, turn on actually the placebo effect, which mm-hmm. is so funny that Western medicine downplays this because those are legitimate self-healings. That is, this, is not, this is not a fluke. Right. People who believe that medicines are helping them are actually healing themselves. Right. So, yeah, there, there's a lot that goes on. And I know because I've actually been there. Okay. So when I was diagnosed with RA, well, first of all, when I was coming down with all the symptoms and it was becoming incredibly intense, mm-hmm. um, I needed to find a rheumatologist. And the way that I did that, look, and looking back at this, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but my only criteria was, who's the closest rheumatologist to me? Sure. sure. And so I found him. I knew nothing about him. And I went into the office. I got some blood work done. I got a diagnosis and was handed this information. Right. This is chronic. This is degenerative. Most likely it's genetic, which to me at the time meant completely immutable, nothing you can do about it kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, in order to save yourself from being crippled and dying young, uh, you are going to have to pump your veins full of this immunosuppressant chemical every eight weeks for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's in, so in this one, in this one sentence, like one swoop. I have given over my entire, the rest of my life, my physical health, my everything. Mm-hmm. I've given it over to this guy I don't know anything about mm-hmm. and entrusted it to pharmaceutical companies. So how do we go from that to being completely sovereign over your body, over mm-hmm. to having control, mm-hmm. um, to being able to turn on your own healing mechanisms, right? Absolutely. So, so what do you think? What's the short answer? <laughs> Oh my gosh, what is the short answer? Well, yeah. I mean, I think we've kind of outlined it, right? We would say, listen, you know, your body has an incredible ability to heal itself. Yes. Right? And ultimately, we need to get to the root of why you're having this problem in the first place. Right. Right? So genetics are involved. Certainly, if you didn't, you know, if if you didn't have the specific genetics, your your autoimmunity may have showed up somewhere else. Right. Right? And then you would have had whatever, MS or type 1 diabetes or whatever it was. Right? Sure. Um, But, um, you know, 
genetics, uh, we always say genetics are the gun and environment is the trigger. Like the gun can be loaded and if no one ever pulls the trigger, nothing happens. Sure. Right. So um, where am I going with all this? Right. <laughs> so. Well, beyond that, you can say that your your genes are actually mutable. There's a process. It's ep epigenetic processes. Right. right? Mm -hmm. The environment is something that's going to affect the ways that your genes are expressed. Yeah. So you may express more of one gene. You right. may turn a gene off. Right. Um, you may express less of a gene, and that is going to affect your health overall completely. And uh, environment can be your mental and emotional environment as well. Right. If the body and mi body and mind are not disconnected right. from one another. Exactly. I know uh, Yasmina, the low histamine chef, talks about how um, people are focused on how food causes histamine release or right. food has histamine. But she talks about the very fact that, um, you know, and, and of course this is a chicken and egg because histamine causes anxiety, <laughs> but anxiety causes histamine release. And so <laughs> you got to right. get, she, she um, I give her credit. I, I haven't met her, but I've looked at some of her work and I mm -hmm. think she has a lot of good stuff. And um, she talks about how you have to handle both sides. Like, yeah. yes, there's the food and the digestion. So for every, anyone out there with histamine issues, yes, there's the food and the digestion and taking care of SIBO and healing the gut and doing all of these things. But there's also the mind as well, and that needs to be addressed. Right. And I know her story, which she shared on the Internet, was that, you know, meditation in particular has been an incredible healing tool for her. Absolutely. To get her mind under control and, yes. and, and reduce that ability, uh, you know, the triggering of histamine that comes yeah. from the mind. Well, so. yeah, you have when you have your mind and your emotions under control, you, you have your hormones and your neurotransmitters under control, which right. are going to change the environment in your body, which is going to change the expression of your genes. Right. 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 So I would say, you know, the first place to start in taking real control is, mm -hmm. is to get for autoimmune patients, let's right. say, right. Um, is to get on a, a solid elimination diet. Mm -hmm. Right. And do this for at least two weeks. I mean, it's got to be at least two weeks. And at even least. if it's just dairy and gluten, that right. is a powerful thing. Right. So and once you've done that mm -hmm. and done it solid 100 percent for mm -hmm. two weeks, mm -hmm. I actually encourage a calculated cheat. So, yeah, you want to just briefly, your story? I mean, I, you, I think we've said it before, but yeah. what, what's your story around your elimination? Okay, and, yeah. yes. So, okay, so what, what happened with me is, is after I was diagnosed and everything, and I, was, I did get on a drug called Remicade, and I was on it for about two years. Now, this cost me $17,000 mm -hmm. a year, which is not sustainable for most people, and it's just kind of, well... When you, when you hit a wall, you, you would do anything. It's, it's it's kind of wrong to take that kind of money from people, but but it okay. That's that's another soapbox. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyhow, at some point, this was unaffordable for me, and I realized that I qualified for a trial medication, right? Which was called Oscura Three. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. um, this drug wrecked me in ways I will not disgust you with, <laughs> um, but one of the ways that it really hurt me mm -hmm. was uh, was in my in the vanity kind of way mm -hmm. um, I gained 30 pounds what seemed like pretty much overnight and it wasn't in good place there was I mean there's no real good place but it was in really weird places mm. and so I found that not only did this medicine not really help me feel that much better it made me look sick too mm -hmm. and having been athletic and active and into fitness before all of this happened mm -hmm. this was devastating to me because I felt like I had part of my identity stripped away from me you know mm. I was an athlete before I felt like I was you know attractive young woman I was only 26 when this happened mm -hmm. um, so I got really 
pissed off <laughs> in an F this noise kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I got frustrated enough that I was just like, I'm going to quit everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it. I don't care what happens. And so I did that. And then I, I went on a bodybuilder cutting diet, which is, is also a, is some, a kind of ketogenic diet. It's okay. not one I would really recommend to anyone. Mm-hmm. But essentially i had unwittingly put myself on an elimination diet on accident it was basically chicken fish asparagus and broccoli and a lot of water and that was it for Mm. about a month okay and weight came off Mm -hmm. very easily um of course because the medication's not in there either sure and and my symptoms went away i felt amazing it was incredible that that could happen in one month and i was really floored by what was going on yeah and and then it just happened to be that that one month mark uh, fell on my birthday. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I thought, well, I haven't done anything crazy in about a month. I'm going to drink some beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I might eat a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. And I did all that. And I had the worst flare I had ever had. It lasted two weeks. It, it, I was completely bedridden and almost couldn't open my eyes. And when I could finally think again, I thought... This is about what I'm putting in my mouth. Mm. This is about what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And, oh my gosh, I have control. This is all on me. And, you know, I definitely got angry with my doctor for not knowing that. Right. And uh, delved into a lot of self-motivated research and, and figured some stuff out and figured out how to put myself into remission. So that was, that was my story. And that is why I really... encourage the calculated cheat because that way you know you know you know uh, what's going to hurt you you know how it's going to affect you and it really solidifies it in clients minds yes that i have i have control i am sovereign over what goes on in this body right yeah i mean so much of this right is about self-knowledge and understanding yourself better and so whether that's you know, doing an elimination and then challenging it, really getting a sense like, how do you feel, right? Um, you know, and some of these things you may, you know, you'll go on the internet and you'll hear commonly, oh, you sh- you must avoid this, you must avoid that, and and the reality is, no, not necessarily. Right. So some people eat. Look, gluten is kind of the scapegoat right now, with some good reason behind it. Absolutely. But some people eat wheat, and eat gluten, and they have and they're n- fine. They're fine. No problems whatsoever. And so again, it's about self knowledge. And knowing yourself, we always say, listen, um, I'm assuming most people listening are adults. If you're an adult, we always say, look, you're an adult. You're in charge of your own decisions. And once you get a better knowledge, but then truly understanding of what's actually going on for you, then you're free to choose what you want to do. Exactly. I mean, and... um, and it sounds like, you know, things, plant medicines like, like ayahuasca and some of these others may also help people in, in getting greater understanding of their mind and what's going on for them. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Any other, uh, anything else you want to bring up? Any other points in your talk that you want to leave people with? Yes, um, there is one. Um, I've been thinking a lot about how sometimes people will go to the doctor and they just want to tweak one or two things. Mm-hmm. They just want it, you know, maybe an easier answer. They just want to change one or two things. You have to really be prepared for the transformation. Mm-hmm. You have to jump in head head first, really. Okay. You've just got to go for it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just for, you know, those two weeks where you really, really hit the elimination hard. But you've got to be ready to overhaul your life. There's no tweaking here. Okay. There's, okay. yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, look, if you're really sick, you've got a lot going on. Um, you know, the, the allure of the uh, conventional system is just take this pill or just go sit in the chair and get this injection for a couple right. hours. And then for whatever it is, the next number of weeks, you don't have to do anything. Right. Right. And, uh, and, and the hard truth, and of course, yeah, we wish it were different. But, um, you know, the natural approach to healing says uh, there's going to be some work involved. And yes. the responsibility lays with you. And, and that can be viewed as very disempowering. Like, oh, God, it's just another thing that I have to do. Um, but we, you know, encourage you here to look at it as actually empowering that, you know, yes, it is something to do, but you have control. You don't have to wait for miracle technologies or, you know, appointments with the doctor to, you know, give you something or do right. something to you to yes. make you healthy, basically. Yeah. You know, you have that power within yourself. Yes. And the character building that comes from these exercises <laughs> is yes. really pretty, pretty phenomenal. It will start to open up pathways and open up opportunities in your life that you may have just not not been able to see before for stress or mm -hmm. for waiting for someone to present them to you. It's, mm -hmm. it's empowering in other ways, not just, not just physically. It yeah. opens up your life in a number of other ways. Hmm. So what's next for you, Jess? Where are things taking you? Uh, I mean, as far as anyone ever knows about the future, but where are things, are you so settling in Austin, going to make yes. a life here, getting, obviously getting married in the not too, too distant future. Yes. Um, any big plans that you have kind of set out for yourself? Yeah, well, um, it looks like I'm, I'm probably going to start doing some consulting for Dr. Sarah Ballantine. Exciting. Uh, yeah. Very good. Mm -hmm. um, Ballantine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yep. Sarah. The Paleo Mom. The Paleo Mom. Dot com for anybody out there. Yeah, great, great work with autoimmune paleo type stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that's in the works. Um, also, possibly going to be doing some nutritional training at uh, Efficient Exercise. Oh, very good. Yes. Okay, as so well as taking clients just privately. Awesome. So, yep. Awesome. Is that going to be mostly virtual work? You're yeah. thinking? Okay. Yeah, so if people want to reach out to you and they, they can basically do that from anywhere, anywhere. and you can work with them, that's exciting news. So, yeah. um, all right. Anything else before we wrap up for today? No. Cool. Well, so excited that, um, you know, you've uh, take a new path in life, but it sounds like it's treating you really well and uh, you're continuing your journey. So yeah. how can, if people want to look you up or find you, how can they find you? Uh, the best way is to email me and my email is jessgoldntp at gmail.com. That's J-E-S-S-G-O-L-D-N-T-P as a nutritional therapy practitioner. At gmail.com. At gmail. Fantastic. Well, Jess, we will bump into each other again, no doubt. And uh, if nothing else, maybe at the Ancestral Health Symposium Yay. or uh, somewhere else. So, all right, folks, until then, take care. All right, folks, that wraps up another episode of the Aspire Natural Health Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we hope you've subscribed to us over at iTunes. You can also check us out at our website, www.aspirenaturalhealth.com. That's Aspire as in A-S. P-I-R-E naturalhealth.com. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash aspire natural health or check out our library of videos over at YouTube. Just go over to YouTube and punch in aspire natural health. You'll find us there. So a couple great more ways you can check out our free educational materials. At Aspire Natural Health, we are experts at treating gut dysfunctions, autoimmune diseases, and other hard-to-treat cases. If you that's you or someone you know, you can always contact us and schedule a free 15-minute consult with myself. 
and find out if we are the right fit and we can help you out with your issues. So simply check us out, check out our website. Again, that's www.aspirenaturalhealth.com or give us a call at 425-202-7849. You can set up that free 15-minute consult. All right, folks, until we meet again, take care.